It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey, do you like our podcast? Take a moment and let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out. Now let's get to it. Today's episode 35, and we're talking about parenting styles. I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. Oh, wait, you know what this weekend is? What's this weekend? The annual boating trip. Oh. <laughs> For what episode of, was that? So- it's called Parenting Fails. For those of you who don't know how I feel about <laughs> boats, go back and oh. listen to Parenting Fails. Oh. It's toward the end. Where you realize that I'm not a fan of boats. Actually, that was such an elaborate story. <laughs> well, I lost my goo. And it's the annual boating trip. I realize I actually don't have problems with boating trips. I have a problem with my dad driving the boat. And, I can, the- I, and as, a, as a, um, someone who knows Rick, I can t- I get that. Slicky Rick. So, like, <laughs> the problem is, it's not necessarily the boat. The problem is, honestly, that I... I he is he is not a great boat driver and it's his <laughs> no. birthday weekend so he is like so living dreams drive the boats. damn it it's my birthday oh my i'm God. driving this boat i literally don't even know how to play it like i don't know like i had i get migraines and so i have uh a xanax that i get or that i take when i have migraines that i never have and i'm like should i take one of those before the boats but then i shouldn't then i can't I know because i'm not gonna do also both. you're gonna be on the boat and it's already kind of wobbly and I, what do, I don't know what to do about this like do i just drink to the point but then i'm like well then i can't be on alert for when we run into my dad has run into so many like he's ran into like beaches and other boats and he's run into docks oh and he's run into like tree like one time we came and we we found our boat we came to go boating and we found our boat at the bottom of the lake yep it was just at the bottom of the lake so we couldn't go on the boat because it was at the bottom of the lake but every year rick's here for it (laughs) we go boating every year so that's what i'm doing this weekend and i am terrified they keep calling you coming i'm I'm gonna be there when are you gonna be there Mm. we're gonna start the boating trip at you know 9 Mm -hmm. a.m are the boys excited I haven't told them. Oh. I still secretly want to back out. I want to well, pretend I have COVID and back out. Well, <laughs> hey, if there is ever an excuse for something, it's COVID, right? right? It, the problem is our entire country has used this as an excuse, and now we are bottoms up on everything. But hey, I'm gonna, COVID. I've never used it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, <clears throat> I have COVID. Because oh. my dad won't hang out with me if I'm sick with anything. He doesn't care what it is. He's like, I'm 70. I can't do I want to get sick. You can stay the F home if you're sick. Yeah. So what you drinking? I'm drinking a new Belgium Ranger IPA. What about you? I'm drinking a Moose Rule by Big Sky Brewing. I mean, it's not... Not the beer, just the title. I mean, it's not literally Moose Rule, but I would I hope not. That'd be kind of cool if I was drinking All right. Well, cheers. (laughs) All right. So we're talking about parenting styles. Um... You know, this is one of those things you've probably thought about, heard about, and it's, we'll include the little grid 
in uh, maybe our picture or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but there's a little grid that you probably don't realize you've seen until you uh, see it. But we talk about parenting styles. We think about discipline styles. And actually, there's someone who's kind of drilled it down to four types yeah. that are on an X and Y axis. So tell us about so, that, So Diana, and I'm going to butcher this, is Barmid, B-A-U-R-M-I-D, actually came up with these four styles back in 1960. And shockingly, we've like expanded on them slightly, but not really. And so what she did is over about 10 years, she looked at different children, their attitudes, and then would look back on the parents themselves. They would do surveys with the adolescents, asking them what their parent style was. And then they looked at outcomes regarding those children and the different types of parenting styles. So basically, she came up with four different types. You have authoritarian, um, you have authoritative, you have permissive, and you have uninvolved parents or neglectful. Um, And those were the four different types. And so each of them have, we go through the pluses and the minuses of each of them. Pros and cons. And kind of describe what they are. So authoritarian is exactly what it sounds like. So it's strict approach to parenting. It's, you know, kind of my way or the highway. Because I said so. No discussion about it. Um, Punishments for not doing what is asked or expected, right? So these are the type of parents that, like, go pick up your shoes. And if they don't pick up their shoes immediately, there's a punishment that has been brought upon them. Um, I also want to say, when we go through all these, these were looked at as American children in the 1980s and did not have the diversity that we have in America now. Mm. Different cultures are very different in the way they raise children and what the expectation is for those children and also what is needed of children. So like, you know, when I lived in West Africa, the children very much had very distinct roles. They were up in the mornings going to get the water. They had to do the laundry. They were very involved in a lot of things. And so their their childhood parenting or their parenting styles, i.e., are very different from what you're going to have from American children today. So you have the authoritarian. So the positive side to that is that research show that these children tend to think about their actions before they do something. They're often the well-behaved kids in class. They make less impulsive decisions, and they tend to be high academic achievers. Mm. The downside to it is that they can internalize their behaviors they can become aggressive. They can be impulsive. They have sometimes will have depression and they struggle with making decisions on their own. Mm. So they've been very controlled. And so making decisions on their own, which I don't know if you're going to get to this, but this model also has a whole undertone of developing autonomy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, is a kid empowered to make their own decisions? Well, that one might actually fall under the authoritative. Mm-hmm. So authoritative is there's a balance between being firm but consistent. They don't force rules, but they discuss rules and expectation as a family. The discipline is usually a form of coaching or guiding natural and logical consequences. And the child has input. So they could say, like, you say, go pick up the shoes. And the child says, I'm going to finish putting my pencils away first, and then I will pick up my shoes. Mm -hmm. And then you as a parent would say, Okay. Yeah. Or a, good. or a technique too that I use a lot is kind of the illusion of a choice. Yeah. So okay, um, you need you know the kid needs to take a bath, for example. Let's say like they kind of resistant to that sometimes. Okay. Would you like to take a bath now and then you get a chance to watch TV, or would you like ten more minutes of TV and then take a bath? Yeah. Uh, Either way, you're taking a bath and TV's got a time limit on it. 
but you choose yep. how do you want to organize so there's that? a lot of choices in that right yep. like uh yesterday we had to clean the house and i told the kids i don't care if you clean the house or not because they started giving me a lot of graph i don't care if you clean it but if the house is not clean we are not going to go to the pool we mm-hmm. are not going to see your friends we are not going to watch any tv and we will stay at the house until and you won't have karate until the until the room mm-hmm. is clean gotta get and done so they did it so the positives to this is the children often are friendly, cheerful, and cooperative. Cooperative. They're curious, self-reliant, and good, or goal-oriented, and higher self-esteem. Um, I'm gonna. We'll talk to. They didn't. There'll be a downside to all these studies that we're gonna reach into. Um, with that one, I searched numerous articles and actually didn't find any downsides to that parenting style, which I that totally disagree. That tends to be kind of the quote-unquote gold standard. It does. Across, I mean, this is something. This is not new. So this little, um, you know, idea, little grid of um, these four parenting styles. It's something that I learned about honestly in grad school, which at this point was ten years ago, and it has. It, it's a, It's kind of like a. It's, it's a four quadrant, right? And you've got. Upper right, which is your authoritative, all the way down to lower left, which is neglectful. And the two kind of continuums are demandingness and responsiveness. So high demandingness is going to be authoritative and authoritarian, but then you've got responsiveness on your left and your right. So, for example, low demandingness, so extremes of the scale, low demandingness, low responsiveness would be neglectful. High demandingness, high responsive, that's authoritative, right? But when authoritative, as Whitney's talking about, the child is given choice, which is thought to build autonomy and kind of the uh, natural consequences. That is supposed to kind of weigh this demandingness because it becomes the child's ability to kind of say, okay, well, if I, it's like a natural consequence, right? So if I decide to take a 45-minute shower, eventually the shower is going to get cold, and I don't like that. It's like a natural consequence. But when we try to kind of bake that into the kids every day, for example, you can go to the pool when, you're, when your room's clean. Like, you could take three hours and fart around and clean your room in three hours, but the day's going to end, and then we're not going to get to go to the pool. Yeah. And I think that's that's parenting style. What I what I didn't like in the research is there wasn't downsides. I finally found one that did have a downside, which is kind of sometimes in the work world, it's not really it's not really how work works, right? So like if I'm got a blood pressure and it's X, Y, and Z, and I'm supposed to do this, I can't then turn around and legally do whatever I want based off of what I you know feel in that situation. That was about the only one, but I, and so I don't like it because they're they're pushing one standard. But nonetheless, that is that parenting style. The third one is going to be permissive parenting, and so that one is where it's warm, it's nurturing. Usually, have minimal or no expectations. They pose limited rules. Communication is open. Parents allow their children to figure things out. Um, because there's low expectations, there's usually rare use of discipline. So I don't expect anything from you. So why would I discipline anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they act like they're friends, like they're their friends. The positive to this Mm. is there's usually less fighting within the family. You raise free thinkers who can develop and speak their minds. The downside to all of this is that at times kids develop unhealthy habits. So they oftentimes will choose whatever they can eat, how much TV they want, whether they want to do their homework, what time they want to go to bed, and they can be impulsive, demanded, selfish, and lack of self-regulation because they've always been able to do whatever they wanted. And to your point, 
the world doesn't always work that way. The world doesn't always work that way. So yeah. they will be like your artist. And mm-hmm. if they're not like kind of the boss, they really struggle at times. Yeah. Some kids clearly will struggle at times with the fact that now you have an authoritative figure that says, no, you can't just do what you want in that world. I got a guy outside painting my fence right now that I think he was parented this way. He's definitely parenting that he, way. He is. He He's is. Um, he is on his own schedule. He told my husband that he learned at about 16 years old that uh, he needed to be his own boss. That's really the only way his life's going to work. And he works best when he works an hour on, an hour off. I so he'll paint. Like he'll go home. He'll watch um, some Netflix. He'll come back and he'll paint. He'll go to the pool in our I neighborhood. Still think and he's a stoner. Jump- you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, it's funny because he is. And he's uh, got three kids. And he, he does. Probably raises them under that. He does. I have seen this yeah. as well. Uh huh. So there you go. <laughs> and then your fourth one is the uninvolved parents. Um, so these children have lots of freedom. The child's basic needs are met. So their food. Sometimes their shelter or those kind of different things, but they don't have discipline or when they do, it's inconsistent um, and they limit communication. So the positive side is these children can be more resilient and more self-sufficient than others styles, mainly because they've been forced they into to. it. Yeah. The downside to these are these skills are developed out of necessity and they have trouble controlling emotions, less effect um, coping skills. Academically, they don't do as well. They have difficult maintaining and nurturing nurturing solid relationships because their parents were pretty, this type of style, they're pretty checked out for lack of a better way Mm -hmm. of thinking it. None of these, from what I say, are from like, you know, outside influences. So not chemical involved. Because clearly we know that if you are chemically altered, you're going to be neglectful. So this is just the type of parenting style. style that you use where it's like, Basically, you sit on the couch all day watching TV while the child does whatever they want and has to do whatever they want to take care of themselves. So those were the four basic styles. So question, how much do we think that the style of which you were parented influences your present style of parenting your own kids? Because I could see if you felt like you... uh, agreed with the way upon reflection as an adult that you were parented as a child you would replicate it or you could say well that was whack I am not doing that (laughs) um I think that my parents probably went on the authoritarian to the authoritative side of things same I would say that they had a balance between the two um And I would say I parent very similar to that. So I had a lot of autonomy, a lot of autonomy, as long as I followed the rules. So Mm -hmm. like if I, if my curfew in high school was 10 o'clock at night, I had a lot of autonomy till 10 o'clock at night. My parents were not checking up on me. They were not, you know, doing those things as long as I was where I said I was. And every now and then they would find out. Like every three months they would drive. Yeah, a little check in. Yeah. Yep. And as long as I was not lying and I was honest with them, I had a ton of autonomy. The moment I lied, well, then my oh, authoritarian yeah. parent right. came out, and it was whatever it was. Yep, was like all right, and maybe that is still authoritative. I don't really know, but like they would have some pretty, pretty intense consequences, and well, they were punishments. They were not, they were not collaborative. It yeah, wasn't like well, they're not. So my, yeah. opi- so, okay. So I have seen. I was parented very similarly. In fact, I think some about um, now. Like I grew up in a neighborhood. The houses were a little more spaced. In the summer when I got a certain age, like my parents, uh, my dad, my mom's job was 
uh, not flexible. My dad's was. So he would sort of check in throughout the day. But largely, I was home by myself during the summertime. I was, like, making myself lunch, watching TV. I would go outside and play with the neighbors, kind of do my own thing, right? And this was before, like, I didn't have one of those little kid watch trackers. I didn't have a cell phone. Like, I was just kind of in and out. I had rules and expectations. And same with you. But for my professional career, working with kids, with various, you know, trauma situations with things like oppositional defiant disorder with things like autism that kind of thing I will tell you hands down from my personal experience and my professional experience kids don't need a mom or a dad as a friend they don't need a mom or a dad in the formative years to um you know really like collaborate with them on what their boundaries should be and what their expectations should be now yes all this has a caveat of you should be a present warm loving involved parent but you need kids need boundaries they feel safe and healthy when they have those boundaries if you're a parent that never puts up any boundaries the kids going to kind of be left to feel insecure and kind of flailing around. And so I think that there's definitely time for collaboration with your kid, certainly as they grow older. As, you know, your kids grow older, yeah, it's great that you're also your child's friend. But your child can make a lot of friends. They can't make another mom or dad. You're, you're the only one that they have. Well, I think what people struggle with is kind of what we were talking about there for a second where it's like, what did your parents have and then how did it reflect on you? I don't think anyone goes into, maybe some parents do. They go into parenting and they're like, I'm going to be a permissive parent. I'm not going to. I think a lot of times what sometimes happens is not that you fall in, like not that you consciously make a decision on the type of parent that you're going to be, but you kind of fall into it. So maybe you wouldn't necessarily have been a permissive parent that's like, this is your friend, but then you got stuck with a really, really hard child Mm. and your child is a hot mess. And to put down (laughs) boundaries on them, not only does it make it hard on you because you feel guilty because they're upset, but also you don't want to upset them. And so you fall into this permissive parenting Where, I mean, we said earlier, like, a friend, but it's not really, yes, you can be seen more their friend, but it's more that there's really inconsistent, or maybe it's just there's no boundaries because you fell into that type of parenting because the child itself hits you in a point where, like, you feel bad for being a parent. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we fall into these different roles without thinking. So when I authoritarian side comes out, and I'm every it's usually a conscious decision, but there's times when it's not conscious where I'm like, we're done with that behavior. And mm-hmm. then here comes Whitney's authoritarian side. I would love to be authoritative 24 seven and just constantly be like, OK, well, this and this. But the reality of it is, is sometimes my parent, my my kids press my buttons. Right. And what I slide into is not permissive or neglectful. It's authoritarian. Yeah. So when my buttons are pressed. I move out of something that I, I would love to stay in 24-7, and I probably naturally gravitate to, to go to the authoritarian side. Yeah. And so I wonder sometimes if people make these switches not out of conscious decision, mm-hmm. but what you were saying is 
how they were parented. Because yeah, I don't you and think. I were parented with this authoritative authoritarian. Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, you know, I don't, the education and awareness, right? I don't think. Uh, you know, when you have a baby, you get this grid, and you're like, "Here's where I'm gonna be," type right. of thing. I think it definitely. It, it's we talk about you know family of origin. You've heard me say that before. That that's kind of how you parent too. I think you know sometimes people overcorrect if maybe you know they didn't like how they were parented and that sort of thing. I also think that, you know, your partner style comes into play, too. I mean, keep that in mind. You've yeah. got a whole other half of the equation if you're in a two-parent home that is bringing their family experiences, how they were parented in. Um, and then, yes, I mean, you know, we both have two kids, and um, what works for one child might not work for the other. And so you have to kind of, you know, like Elise is very sensitive. Um, she gets very emotional. She gets very upset when she gets disciplined, right? And so I have to be mindful of that because you talk about Elise wants to please, right? She, she wants to do really well at everything, which she's not going to do really well at everything. And then she would have a tendency, she does have a tendency to internalize that, right? And so I'm constantly talking to Elise about how she can control her behaviors and work harder and then let it go, right? Like this yeah. is the problem. This is the consequence. This is the resolution. We are now moving on. Yeah. I am not going to hold it over your head. I am not going to bring it back up, but I'm going to learn, help you learn how to rectify it and move on from it. Um, my son's only one. Yeah. But I got a feeling he's going to require a bit of a heavier hand um, if I've seen any indication of that so far. <laughs> you try to take something out of his hand. Oh, he loses his good. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You just, his whole body shakes in anger. He's like, ah, and, ah. I'm like, okay, right. Thanks, yeah, okay. Buddy. We all know. We Yes, your feelings are validated here. Well, and I absolutely. And I think that there is a time when you and your partner differ. When I... Brian and I kind of struggle a little bit with the fact that we're different. I'm more likely to say what I said earlier to my kids, which is, okay, you're giving me a hard time about cleaning the house. You don't have to clean the house. I'm not going to force you to clean the house. But if the house is not clean, then we do not do the following things. Mm -hmm. And I mean it. If they didn't clean the house and I had cleaned my rooms, now they if they helped me clean my rooms because we had divided the house, then I will help them clean theirs. Mm -hmm. But if they're not helping me, why would I turn in? Mm -hmm. Now I do end up actually helping just because they usually are working hard and they're young. But in let's return, be honest, too, they suck at stuff like that too. Well, I actually make them <laughs> clean it to my standards too, uh -huh. so I get everything out. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Brian is more authoritarian in the fact that he says, "Go get your shoes on." I said, "Get your shoes on." Get your shoes on. And so, like, I'm more like, if your shoes are not on, then we're not going anywhere. And if you make me late and you make me too late, we just don't get to do X, Y, mm -hmm. and Z. Or if you make me late for the doctor, you get to explain to the doctor why I'm now late. Yeah. And they don't like to whatever. And so we do have this difference in parenting styles. And I, for the longest time, I think, tried to control all of it because I do the majority of the parenting and discipline. I wanted to also control that. I think when I started looking into all these different things, one thing I realized is that when we went through those pluses and those pluses and minuses, actually every single parenting style had a plus to it. And then there's some minuses, mm -hmm. except for the authoritative, which I, like I said, I disagree with. But like, meaning that having a different type of parenting style, as long as there's not a lot of conflict involved in the parent, 
may actually be a good thing. Yeah. Like maybe it is good that my husband has very little patience for them when he tells them what to do because maybe they'll have a higher set of standards to follow. And so maybe I should back off a little bit on him. Well, it's still hard. I also think, I also think that that builds an important skill set with children as well, because in their life, they're going to have different teachers. They're going to have different bosses. They're going to have different friends. And so it's a skill set to learn just like we as parents learn that different to, you know, different kids, different parenting styles. There's a skill set to be built with learning how to talk to people in general and Mm -hmm. learning how to navigate that you know, and something that I'm do- you alluded to it too. Something that I'm doing with Elise now as she gets older is helping her understand, you know, kind of the differences. And like you said, like if you know, you're gonna have to explain to the doctor why we're not late. Like Elise will, um, you know, get to where she just wants to eat just crappy food and so much sweets. And the other day I said to her, "Okay, Elise, you go ahead and you eat all that junk. You eat all the unhealthy foods, and then they're gonna make your stomach hurt, and you're not gonna feel well." Is that what you want? Do you want to to not feel good? And so the thing is, is I am, tr- and now that works for Elise because she also, you know, wants to know that I'm happy with her and that sort of thing. And she made the right decision and I'm helping her learn what that is. But at some point, I think it's important to teach kids to go from, you know, when they're a certain age, you just have to listen to me because you have to listen to me, right? Versus because you don't have the cognitive understanding of why things are dangerous. Like don't run out in the road. You know, at two years old, that just needs to be a rule. You're not going to associate, I'm going to get hit by a car, I'm going to get a traumatic brain injury, I'm going to be in the IC, right? But as kids get older, we need to help them understand, like, why we have the rules that we do. We don't give them rules and expectations just because we want to lord our power over their head. No, we are trying to teach them the best way to live their lives to be a healthy and balanced and kind person. And so why the why behind the rules? And I think that is like the crux of the discipline styles is being, that's part of being a loving and warm and invested parent is like we have to help them understand why we have expectations and how that benefits them in the long and short term. And I think that's probably an authoritative type of parenting style um, you know, when I was thinking about it, when we were talking, I would say that my parents were actually probably my mom was an authoritarian and my dad was permissive. And so in between those two, I got a nice healthy balance and authoritarian. <laughs> so in there, so there's begs the question of what do you do when you have a kid and you go to your friend's house and they have a kid and you have two totally different types. Yeah. I was just getting to that. Parenting style, That's the conundrum, right? So like, let's say that you're authoritarian and you hang out with someone who's permissive. That's going to That's going to drive me bonkers. Because the child, <laughs> right? So it's going to come down to the child, right? One child is going to be well-behaved mm-hmm. by the standard of mm-hmm. what we consider as well-behaved in America. And your expectations as a parent, too. And, and just well-behaved. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a child that's kind of buck wild and mm. maybe walks up and smacks your kid. Mm. And the other parent is going to be like, they're just, they'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and you kind of want to say to your kid, like, okay, we'll smack I mean, I'll kid. be, I, we've said it before. You and I have a similar goal, and we just want to raise kids that are, like, pleasant to be around, right? Because we want adults that are pleasant to be around. I think that some of the differences are fine. If they if they are too stark, I'm going to be honest, good or bad, I can't do it. I mean, I can't do it. I can't because I also don't think it's fair to my child when we are um, hanging out that 
this child is allowed to do things and you're not. And I can't fairly discipline that kid because it's not my kid. But my kid is still going to be held to the same standard regardless to who we're hanging out with. And so, like, I have faded some relationships with some parents of kids that we were sort of friends before we had kids and then I sort of saw the parenting style play out and we just don't really hang out with them anymore yeah what I kind of do in that situation is and those are in the extreme circumstances and not in a consistent not like a one-off this was this day this is like a consistent clearly style of like living your life type of thing yeah what I kind of do in those situations is oftentimes I will control the environment, as in the child is allowed to come to yes. my house. Yeah. And the parent has to be okay with the fact that they're in my house, my rules. Yep. And so that's kind of, and my rules are not very, my rules are really based around being polite and considerate. I really don't care as much about academic performance. Sure. And those, I actually don't really care what my children grow up to be as long as they grow up to be something. <laughs> um, but my, my rules really are around politeness, being considerate. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about picky eaters. I really want them to be polite when someone offers you something. You know, Elise wanted well, to I give think- Graham a hug and Graham was like, mm-hmm. and I looked at him when we got in the car and I said, women show their affection and girls show their affection through hugs. So you are going to hug them unless they make you uncomfortable. You're talking about a seven-year-old girl. Like she's showing her <laughs> friendship through giving you a hug. It, it hurts girls' feelings it does. to not give them a hug. Mm-hmm. Like clearly we're not talking about the creepy eighth grade right. teacher sure, trying yeah, to yeah. hug my, like we're talking it's about these It's a friend situations. to friend. Well, everything you're saying, I mean, that that is what I'm alluding to. I would never not hang out with someone because their kids' grades are different than mine and they handle that differently. I think it all comes down to polite and respectful. You know, being respectful. I'm just not, I, and this is is what it is about me. I can, I have a very hard time tolerating a disrespectful child. It's a direct reflection of the parents and I just, I don't like it. I don't like disrespectful adults. I don't hang out with adults that are disrespectful. I, I struggle with it a little bit as, but I also like, I also think that there's, good moments of learning from it as well I actually will talk to my kids about it oh 100 and be like this is an inappropriate behavior but I agree with you it but also I'm becomes, not talking about but it becomes limited I'm not talking about the exposures I agree with you those are good learning experiences and I actually think it's healthy for my kids to see that some people have you know different ways of um, their own expectations by their families and our, yours aren't going to change I don't mean that I mean the deliberate choice for us to all spend consistent and frequent time together. Yeah, That's going to be more controlled for me. Yeah, we're okay. We're, we're all good. set we're on good. that. Yeah, she's just being really mean. <laughs> so I want to just touch on this real fast because we also had in our outline what style is best. And yeah. here's what I want to say about which all one these wins. All right, so here's what I'm going to say. So. There's problems with all these studies. The problem is, is that oftentimes the adolescents are asked to evaluate their parents' parenting style. So they could be wrong with what their parent. They could say, well, I have an authoritarian parent because my parent won't let me have a cell phone. That doesn't necessarily think that they're authoritarian, right? So they may be off on their thing. The other thing is, is the studies that were conducted in the 60s included some African-Americans, but they were in a different group. And so ethnicity-wise, like we've talked about, there wasn't as much diversity in the 60s as there is today in America. So different cultures are going to do things differently. So you're going to find a more authoritarian in the Chinese culture than you're going to find in American culture and expectations of children. Permissive parenting over there is not really going to be something that's going to be bode well. 
there also appears to be a lot of opinions in these articles. So when I would read them, I would find that a lot of them were pushing you to this authoritative um, type of parenting style, but also that shouldn't be what they're doing. They should be uh, analyzing research and giving you the pluses and minuses where I can't tell which side that you want me to go to. You could see something were outright against authoritarian and would only say the negatives, but also I know from reading multiple research articles that there's a lot of positives to that type and yeah. there's positives to permissive yeah. as there was to you know, neglectful or uninvolved. There are positives to every single type of parenting style. I think that kind of when I was going through it and I said, what was the the gold standard? I'm going to say the gold standard is what works for you and your family. Yep. Uh, authoritarian agree. is going to, like, if you want a child that is academically very successful and wants to go be a doctor, and, you know, the Indian culture kind of goes this way, too, where they'll have a couple of children and they pour a lot of energy into those children and grades and expectations. I work with a couple of Indian doctors, and they tell me straight up, like, oh, no, my children have two hours of homework a day during the summer. Like, they have to make A's, and that's the expectation. And to get that, there is a very authoritarian side to it but they're also a lot of love mm -hmm. and so you know you and what, support and support and so what it looks like when you look at downsides to each of them is that permissive you could even be permissive as long as there's boundaries mm -hmm. and there is some consistency to those boundaries authoritarian as long as you're showing love and every now and then you realize like your child may be telling you something that's correct they all seem to be okay except for when they're taken in the extreme. Mm -hmm. Like if you're neglectful of your child, okay, you don't want to be overly involved in what they do day to day, but you're going to have to be showing them love, consistency, and not just meeting their basic need, but also meeting their emotional need. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll get a child who does not know how to have a relationship who may not succeed in getting a job and, and be successful in those things. So I actually, when doing it, I thought I was going to be on the train of like authoritative, authoritative. But I kind of when I have to read all of them, I really think that as long as you have a balance between meeting their emotional needs, their physical needs, and their like their actual discipline needs – and you have a balance between those, it really doesn't matter which style you go to. I also think, just like with everything, whether it's, you know, kind of your personal worldview or how you manage romantic relationships, in this case, parenting relationships, it's about your values. Yes. What do you value? What do you value in your family, your home, your parenting relationship, your relationship with your spouse? You nail down what you value, and then you chase that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you value more more autonomy free range kind of let them figure it out that sort of thing or you know value high achievement that you define a certain way so I think the conversation and we always talk about communication right with your with your spouse is like as a as, you know as a partnership raising our kids what is important to us what do we value how do we define that value and then how do we get after it and if you are having a more authoritarian type of parent and I'm a more permissive type of parent, but the end goal is to have a well balance it out, balance it out. It may actually balance it out. So yeah. that's my conclusion. Yeah. On this. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today, today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to give us feedback, provide us topic suggestions, or just tell us your own funny stories, reach out to us at slightly crunchy at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We post weekly reminders and some funny stuff at Slightly Crunchy Momcast. Or even better, you can buy us a beer. You know we like to drink. Donate via buymeacoffee.com slash slightly crunchy. Until next week, bye.